Welcome to Her Desire Haven Podcast, a place where we come together to discuss all things Jesus, family, lifestyle, and faith, and of course, however the Holy Spirit leads. I am your host, LaShondra, and thank you so much for joining me today. In today's episode, we're going to discuss raising kids with ADHD, PTSD, and anxiety. I do want to make a disclaimer. Um, I am not a medical professional. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor, um, a psychologist. I'm, I'm none of those things. I'm just a mother who has experienced raising children who've gone through and are currently experiencing these different types of disorders or the symptoms of these disorders. I just want to share my my experience and my children's experience and I pray that it'll be something that will help someone else. Doing my research and looking up just ADHD and what it is is a very common disorder or the most common neurodevelopmental disorder in children. This has been such a difficult experience for me because my son has ADHD. Some signs and symptoms of ADHD can be daydreaming a lot, losing things a lot, fidgeting, talking too much, making careless mistakes, and having difficulty getting along with others. Now, PTSD is, well, first it stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. And PTSD is a disorder in which a person has difficulty recovering after experiencing or witnessing a terrifying event. This person may experience triggers that can bring back memories of the trauma, which is coupled with intense emotional and physical reactions. This as well has been something that I've even experienced. I think with PTSD, just in general, or maybe not the full disorder, but just like speaking on like just trauma in general, I feel like everyone, no one's exempt from experiencing trauma. I feel like at some point in our lives, everyone's going to experience a traumatic event. Everyone's going to either experience or witness traumatic events throughout life. You know, trauma could happen at any time. Even if we don't experience it as children, as we get older, anything can happen. Life is unpredictable. And so we can experience trauma at any time, at any age, and constantly throughout life. I think we're all affected by it in some kind of way. When you look at PTSD, like the actual disorder, that's when it goes from the, sh the experience of, okay, you went through a traumatic event and you're having a really difficult time moving on and healing from it. Those symptoms, those triggers, they become long-term at this point and it really hinders your quality of life. So some symptoms, according to the CDC, of PTSD are reliving the event over and over and over again. So basically like ruminating over it. You're reliving it in thought as well as in play. Nightmares and sleep problems, intense ongoing fear or sadness, irritability and angry outbursts, constantly looking for threats and you're easily startled and another one is also avoidance and with children i feel like it affects them and impacts them so much differently um you know but as a child i just i can only imagine how they feel inside having gone through something so traumatic and having to process it and having to deal with it and and not really knowing what's going on or why they feel this way or feeling feeling such uh, vulnerability 
as a kid, like I can only imagine, but I know my children have gone through traumatic events. I've been in an abusive situation. Um, and so my children were present for that. So they witnessed some things as well as experienced some things in their lives that could have caused trauma within them as well as different things with like bullies at school and stuff like that. Things that they've gone through have, have definitely, you know, I can see how they were causing these symptoms to get, you know, to worsen and worsen and how it went from a short term thing to where they were kind of stuck in that that process of healing and it became more long term. Anxiety is an emotion like any other emotion, I feel like, but it becomes like more of a disorder when it's hindering your quality of life and you can't do everyday things because of it. Anxiety is an intense, excessive, and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations. You might have a fast heart rate, um, rapid breathing, sweating. Anxiety is normal and an emotion that we need to survive and navigate life. Anxiety is only an indicator of an underlying disease when feelings become excessive and all-consuming and they interfere with daily living. So some symptoms might be worry, fear of objects, fear of situations, fear of the future, and sudden fear or panic and excessive worry. So these have been three disorders and three like very difficult set of symptoms and things that I've had to manage within my children and even some within myself. At one point, we all were like literally healing at the same time and going through a lot. It was definitely not easy. So imagine, imagine this, being a parent and having a child who has multiple like disorders or behavioral or mental health conditions and having to help them, you know, navigate life. Imagine what it's like as a parent having to raise that child and the difficulties that come along with, I mean, just raising children in general, hardest job in the world. Don't care what anyone says, <laughs> raising children is the absolute hardest job ever. But imagine how much more difficult it, it becomes when you have children who are struggling with these things. And what's easy for the average child, it's difficult for them. And what comes, you know, so quickly to other children, it takes your child much longer. And even with following directions and being redirected in the way that you discipline them, like you have to really best understand your specific child, their situation, their triggers. It's really difficult to raise children who are struggling mentally, behaviorally, and who have various disorders to help them, you know, best navigate life and get an education and to be the best people that they can be. It's a very hard task, but I really truly feel like God wouldn't put more on us than we can bear. And if he entrusted you with children who are struggling, whether it be mental or physical health, if he entrusted you with that child, be a good steward over that. Do the best that you can. Don't look at other people and their children and what they're doing and compare your children to other children. Do your research, really educate yourself. Do your best to understand your child, their struggles, and to be there for them in the best way that 
you can. Each child is an individual and they all have different needs, different ways of thinking and react to things differently and have different triggers and stuff like that. So I definitely think it's important to understand each individual child and and as a single parent, you know, I'm a single parent, that's not the easiest thing to do. But I do believe if God entrusted us with these children, he knew that he could trust us to do the job and do it with, with a spirit of excellence. So so how can we do this? How can we raise our children and serve them and be there for them and protect them and nurture them and educate them without allowing our health and our well-being to decline in the process. I think it's so important to humble ourselves. We have to be able to accept the fact that we need help as parents, that we are struggling, right? And not just that, the fact that our children need more help than we can give. I remember at one point, like God had really spoken to me and said, he needs more help then you can help him with. And I was like, you know what, God, you're right. So that's when I started to seek out medical help and different resources for him because there was no other option. And God was like, look, there's nothing wrong with seeking help. You know, just like we take care of our bodies, like we have to take care of our minds as well. And that includes our children. And God really put it on my heart to seek the help that I needed for my son so that he can start to heal and be delivered and be the best person that he can be. But I needed to do it early like that early intervention is so necessary because it's such a pivotal and an important part in time in their life if you allow this stuff to fester you continue to avoid and ignore it as they become adults life is going to get even harder for them to navigate and we don't want that we want them to be able to cope with their emotions be able to talk about them and we have to really train them up as children to seek out help to go to a therapist go to counseling go to an intensive patient care facility and get the help that you need and even get on medication if it's necessary for you and that's what you need. All these things can help. There's no shame in it at all. If you need it for you individually, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, what anyone else is doing. If you need those things for yourself and it's important, or if your child needs those things for themselves, it's important to seek out that help. So we have to really humble ourselves and realize that, hey, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a therapist. I'm not any of that. Like I need to go speak to someone who's a medical professional who can let me know what's going on with my child and how I can, as a parent can best help them and really surround ourselves with that supportive community. That kind of goes into my next point of we need to also surround ourselves with community whether it be our church community, a combination of that, our medical professionals that we have in our corner helping us with our kids and and just family. Like it's important to surround ourselves with people who are going to encourage us, people who are going to pray for us, people who are going to support us on our journeys and support our children and be there for them as well. It's important to have people who can be in our corner, especially when we get so drained and so exhausted and so tired, having family to step in and help with the kids, having you know that extra support and godly community really makes a difference. And that's something that I value that God blessed me with. Next, I think it's important to educate ourselves. And I think I mentioned this before, there's nothing wrong with furthering your knowledge of what you're doing as a parent, because you don't know everything, even with instincts. How are you gonna know how to navigate based on how you were raised, your parents did this, your grandparents did this? Like, how are you to really know how to best deal with your child when they didn't even talk about mental health back then? Like, it's a completely different time. I think it's important to educate ourselves, ask our doctors, how to best manage. They have a lot of support 
support groups and things like that to where you can learn how to parent children with ADHD, with anxiety, with depression, with different mental disorders or with PTSD and trauma. Help them to cope with the things that they're experiencing. How to best help them manage the symptoms that they're experiencing and lessen those symptoms. And as a parent, how we need to react and respond and or respond to our children when they go through episodes, when they're falling all over the floor, when they're experiencing hyperactivity and they're running around, what can we do to help them in those situations when they happen? I remember speaking to a woman, she was talking about how her son had autism. What stood out to me is that she really advocated for him and she mentioned that you know what I had to come to terms with the fact that my son needed help so after she came to the realization that he needed more assistance he had autism and he needed help she educated herself on what autism was and she even said that she got a job helping other kids who have autism and I was just like, wow, that is so amazing. And she said that she got that job so that she can learn how to best be able to help her son. And I'm like, wow, that's so admirable. Like I, I admire that so much in her that she actually went to those lengths. So sometimes we're just like, mm, whatever, like I'll let the doctors deal with it. But she's like, no, I want to learn how to best be able to take care of my son with the conditions that he has, so that he can have the best quality life as possible. We all as parents need to have that mentality and mindset of that we're going to be the best parents we can. And the only way that we can be those parents is if we educate ourselves on the different disorders or symptoms and things that our children are struggling with so we can better understand them and then why they react the way they react and why they think and do certain things the way they do is because of hey this is a symptom of this disorder this is common like it's harder for them to to process things it's, sometimes they don't hear us the first time it's harder for them to focus like there's different things that may hinder a child that the everyday child is okay with but no with this child and for the diagnosis that they have and the symptoms or the disorder or whatever they have, I have to deal with them differently. So education is definitely important as well. Self-care. Having that time by ourselves, having that alone time, and really not neglecting ourselves in the process because as parents, it could be hard to really find that time to spend alone, to spend with God, because you're always being pulled from and drawn from people always need you like as soon as from the moment you wake up <laughs> until the moment you go to sleep someone's always calling your name asking you for something demanding something from you requesting you like pulling on you like it's it is extremely hard to get caught up in just constantly giving 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 but we need to slow down and get to the point where we you know are cognizant of our mental state of our health how we feel of our emotions and also just our bodies as well and our spirits making sure we're we're praying making sure we're spending time alone time with god you know if we have to get up early or stay up late to do so doing what we have to do to take care of our spirits do what we have to do to take care of our bodies making sure we're exercising eating healthy we're putting things into our bodies that's going to give us more energy so we can be there and be able to keep up with the demand that our children are placing on us hiring a babysitter or having a family member maybe come and watch the kids while you go take yourself out on a date or you know do something nice for yourself take yourself out to eat do something where you can have some adult time you know you know just have a break i think it's so important to be able to do things without your kids there's nothing wrong with that you need those breaks it's necessary because that's how you keep from just your health deteriorating in the process of taking care of your family and their health it, this is going to be the thing 
self-care, self-love, having that alone time is going to be the thing that really keeps you sane and keeps your health from declining in the process. And I want to mention again that it's so important to learn your children. Like we have to do more than just be present in the home, like just be there. We have to have a presence. We have to have an impact. We have to be able to be a part of our children's lives and be involved. I think that's so important. That goes along with learning your child. Even journaling these things, writing them down, keeping a journal of what they're eating, keeping a journal of what time of day they have episodes or breakdowns and different things or what season, like just paying so much attention and really studying your children. I know it seems like a lot, but like you'd be surprised of the patterns and the different things you see when you actually are paying attention and how much that can really help the whole household. You know, once you're paying attention to that, you can really pivot and adjust your parenting style and different things to where the whole household will function more seamlessly because, hey, I know that at four o'clock this happens, or I know that Every Monday when they have to go there, they have a whole break. So I know ahead of time, okay, what I need to do to prepare for that, how I need to help them cope and transition and different things like that. So diet is a huge thing as well. I know that some things that we're eating or that the children could be eating could make their symptoms worse. Are they consuming a lot of processed foods? Some diets may make the symptoms of ADHD worse, but I try to definitely limit those things and pay attention. This is one thing that I had kind of started doing for myself. Exposure therapy is something that I didn't even know what it was. So my son had an accident at the beach. Him and his his friends and, and his brother were playing and he was kind of like going underwater, like pretty much about to drown. And I was standing there watching, of course, monitoring, but I had to run in there and save him. And so that experience was very traumatic for both of us, especially me since, I mean, the water wasn't that deep or whatever, like I could stand up in it, but my son was extremely short, small at the time. And so with someone pulling him like under, um, it made it more difficult for him to stay, you know, above. And so I had to like literally run out there and you know, get him out of the water. And so that was a very traumatic experience for me and going through, and not just me, but for him as well. And going through that, it was like, and I did not know how to swim. That was a very traumatic experience for us both. I think just that vulnerability of man, like if this water would have been even deeper, you know, how would I have been able to help him? I don't know how to swim or um, just the feeling of helplessness of, you know, and, and when your kids feel pain, it's like you feel that pain too. And just the fear of, of water became, began to come over me. Like I, I just the thought of it, like that ruminating thought, replaying the event over and over again, not really being able to look at the beach or go to, you know, water or around water or bodies of water, not wanting to go in the pool anymore. That event really impacted me and I avoided water for the longest amount of time as possible. (laughs) But it got to the point where I'm like, okay, like my quality of life, I desire just not this. Like I don't want to, and not just me, but for my son, not be able to go to pool parties, not be able to go to a water park, not be able to go to the beach anymore ever again until I'm like 50, 60, because I'm constantly avoiding the issue instead of dealing with it we're going to learn how to swim. And I don't ever want to feel like that again around water. I want to be able to be confident. I want my children to be confident. I slowly but surely um, began to do things like I went to the beach by myself and I just looked at the water. It was, it was just like one day out of nowhere. I just felt in my spirit. I'm like, cause I would see water and even like on the computer or something. And 
it would make me have like great anxiety and stuff like that and kind of remind me of that event. But then I got to the point where I would see water and I felt like fine. It didn't bother me anymore. And I just knew in my spirit, I'm like, okay, now it's time to really start to slowly like expose myself to it and get back to that place where I'm more confident and fear is not, you know, keeping me from it and making me want to avoid it altogether. I went to the beach by myself one day. I just, you know, walked up to there. I looked at the water. I prayed. Um, I thank God, you know, really for helping me to overcome my fears. And um, I think I just put my hand in the water. You know, I just put my hand in the water. I sat there for a minute and then I left. And then a couple of days passed and I asked my son, I'm like, hey, do you want to be able to go to the beach? So we're both not scared anymore. Do you want to go put your hand in the water or whatever? And we went to the beach and we did just that. We prayed. We thank God. And he just put his hand in the water. And for me, it seemed like he wasn't even affected by it, like, at all. Like, it was, like, back to normal almost. Like, he, it didn't bother him at all. Um, he was having fun. They were running around. And I'm like, okay. Next, I think, you know, I want to do more. I want to get be able to get back into the pool. And so this is a journey that I'm presently on, um, just with healing for me and my son from that traumatic experience that he, he had at the beach. And so this is something that was told to me like the actual term of what I was like trying to do because eventually yes we all are going to get swimming lessons and I'm so determined that we all learn how to swim my therapist was like hey that's called um exposure therapy and I'm like oh like I was already doing it my therapist didn't tell me to do this like this was something before I even had started therapy that I already started to do and had in my mind and so we were able like to create a whole list of little things that would gradually expose us to more and more water to the point where we can fully go back like to the site of where it happened and not bother us or fully get into a pool. The exposure therapy kind of slowly bit by bit exposing yourself to the very thing that causes you fear and anxiety to the point where it it's no longer hindering your quality of life and you can be around that thing without an issue. And so I was doing it already but I'm so glad that she gave me like the actual term for what I was doing. I want to share a verse with you and it's from Psalms chapter 66 verse 8 through 12. Praise our God all peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you God tested us. You refined us like silver. You've brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through the fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. Those verses really stuck out to me because that's literally how it feels being a parent sometimes with children with like special needs or disabilities and disorders. It's like we're going through through so much turmoil pain and suffering like God is testing us and and strengthening us and answering our prayers for patience in a way that we didn't expect but <laughs> answering our prayers for patience and we're going through so much but it's not in vain God's going to bless us in the latter and bring us to that place of abundance and all things that we're experiencing everything we're going through everything's going to work together for our good and for our children's good so for the parent who's dealing with this you are not alone i'm experiencing this right now of raising children with, with disorders with ptsd and and anxiety and adhd you can get through it and with god's help we can do all things we have to trust and believe surround ourselves with community educate ourselves get extra help seek out professional medical help therapists psychiatrists 
counseling and therapy are so valuable and if needed medication there's nothing wrong with that either do what you feel is best for you and your children so that you can take care of them in the best way possible we can do all things through christ jesus and that's that's not something that we just say we believe that we can do all things through christ jesus who strengthens us so we have to really believe those words that we're praying and saying and as parents god would not give us more than we can bear he has entrusted us with something so precious these children and we just have to do the best job we can take it day by day moment by moment hour by hour minute by minute take it one step at a time and and you'll get through it thank you so much for tuning into this episode i will see you next time